Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Good morning. Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ Monday, the 3rd of October. We're into the month of October and Kempi He's across from me up there in the studio with Joe and Neeps. Welcome to the team, Neeps. Welcome in, brother. Great to have you a part of our show. Uh, we're really uh, enjoying your, uh, what you bring to our team, brother. So welcome. And Aroha, giving us an update on all things news. Hope you had a fantastic weekend, team. Kempi, morena to you. Morena, brother. How's things? It's uh, yeah, nice to be in, mate, even though it was a lack of sleep because of the NRL Grand Final last night. Wasn't that good, mate? And Penrith going on brother. an absolute clinic, taking out every division possible, mate, in the, NR- in the NRL over in Aussie, mate, from 16s, 18s, 20s, reserve grade. Through the premiers, so um, yeah, mate, a little bit, a uh, little bit weary on it this morning, but looking forward to chomping into the week. Got lots on, lots on still. Lots on, Kempi. Yeah, that was a outstanding final. Well, just a one-sided affair, wasn't it? Penrith Panthers just uh, showing their class throughout the season and well, for the last couple of years, boys. And uh, it's yeah, it's been a hell of a journey, and it doesn't look like it's going to slow down anytime soon, mate. That uh, they are showing all signs. Pathways, everything building for the future. They're going to lose a couple of big names, but no doubt some big names will be coming through the system. We'll talk about that throughout the morning for sure. Coming up after 7 o'clock, we're going to talk some Formula One as Sergio Perez took out the latest event in Singapore in a race to had it all. Ed Spencer will join the show to cover the latest. Looking forward to ripping in some F1. Um, and then after 7.40, we're going to open up the phone lines. Like Kempi just said, to talk the grand final. They are open throughout the entire show. But 740 are dedicating some time for this. They won every comp right down to the under-18s. They've won 67 of 78 games. Can they be stopped? Dylan Edwards, Clive Churchill Medal, Nathan Cleary, Jerome Loy, they just look like a team that's just building a dynasty and just going to be very, very tough to beat going forward. So we're going to talk some... Uh, talk some league, and then after eight, 
NPC top eight teams have been confirmed. Northland Tanifar surprised many this year, creating history during the season and finally making the playoffs. It's a tough ass taking on Canterbury uh, down here in Ototahi Christchurch, but coach, and get this, my first ever NPC coach, George Cornia, will be doing everything this week to give them a chance, and George will join the show just after eight. So looking forward to having a chat to my former coach there, Kempe. He's a good man. And then on that, got to get a wee update, don't we, of where the competition's at. Not the NPC, the Kempe and Izzy's NPC competition. Get a wee update there. Uh, yeah, tough, tough old ass. You know, I'm probably giving away the, the answer right there. But anyway, we'll uh, do a little announcement, and the winner gets to pick where they're going for lunch. So, yeah, look forward to shouting. Oh, I'm looking forward to seeing who that is, actually. Must be close. <laughs> <laughs> must, must be close. Anyway, go, no, go and, go and don't start. Mate, it was, it was good. Like, honestly, the NPC this year, I've really enjoyed watching it, seriously. Same, you know, obviously, um, having something on it makes it even more interesting. But you know, just watching the games, like the one on the weekend, how did Waikato get that game against the Bay, mate? You oh. know what I mean? Like, all they had to do was catch the ball, kick the ball out, catch the ball, kick the ball out. You know, a bit like deja vu, mate. The Aussies, you got the ball, oh. kick it out, get the line out, kick it out, win the game. So. Yeah, mate, I feel uh, I feel sorry for the Bay Boys. So they go back again this weekend and play Waikato on a semi up there for their home. They might get them the second time, but mate, the competition's so close. You know, I know I know yeah. your boys down there in the red and black. The um, in Otatahi, they're the they're the favourites, hundred percent. Um, but yeah. yeah, some some real some real interesting. Um, I guess uh, the one got one the one that was real interesting was obviously we. We may have changed a few minds over the last few weeks talking about Roger on the on the edge, and he gets mm. named at twelve, but plays on the on the on the edge. I I think they're trying to find you know personally, I think they're trying to find that spot for him, you know, to keep him in that All Black team. So be interesting to get your thoughts on that as too. And um, although it was a great NRL game last night, uh, I got to say I was really disappointed. I I was frustrated at the officiating. I thought it was. To be honest, and to be brutal, I thought it was poor, absolutely yep. poor. From everyone, from the referee to the to the touchies to the dreaded bunker, honestly. Mm. Um, but yeah, some big calls and just some inconsistencies, which you hope this time of year. I've always said it: when you get into the finals, referees play a massive part in the game, and just their perception on the way the game's going. Man, they were romanced. 100% by Panther side who'd been so dominant over the last three years and allowed the Penrith Panthers to get away with absolute murder, in my in my opinion. But I'm um, not, not taking nothing away from that when Penrith, you know, they've run a clinic over the last um, two years and you're dead right. Whether or not they can do it without Kiki on Curacao leaving, um, mm. might take them a couple of years to build that, rebuild that, but gee, though, they have absolutely got the NRL by the short and curlies across the board, in my opinion. So, yeah, um, well, you and Mark are on the, on the same page here, Kempe. He's already messaged him. Morning, boys. Kempe, what did you think about the officiating in the grand final? I played footy for over 20 years, and I've seen three players kicked 
while on the ground. The person that did it every time got sent off. Now, how come with the bunker ref and touch judges doesn't the grub luai get sent off? That is from Mark. So he's kind of on the same page here, Kempe. I was having a little catch-up this morning. It's too late for me on a Sunday to watch watch the full game. I was I watched the build-up, you know, the <laughs> gone. So I've caught up with it this morning. But, mate, the refereeing obviously played a huge part. Did you see that stuff uh, involving Luai? Oh, mate, not just that, but just the way that they talk to the referees and, you know, like you should be putting them on notice straight away and, you know, they just – all I can think about is the referees are romanced by the, the Penrith narrative and yep. other teams would never get away with it. They would never, ever get away with it. And some of the inconsistencies last night – I just, you know, in the end, I was I was actually talking to the TV, which I never do, mm. saying, come on, you know, like this is the biggest game. I felt for Brad Arthur. His side just couldn't get the calls or any momentum shift to keep them in the game, and Penrith blew them off the park. It, they just ran a clinic, you know. But there's things in the game that they do that the referees just, they don't they don't hold them accountable for. And, and their second and third effort and tackles and, and the way that they just constantly bait referees and players and get away with it, mate. If I was if I was Brad Arthur, that you know, he should have picked up on that during the week and he should have ran a more of a clinic with the media and around Ashley Klein and and, and the attitude that he took into that game. So, um, but in saying that, Penrith are by far the better team. Like their defence is he honestly? I've never seen a game. I looked at the clock. And it was 14 minutes gone. I've never seen a game where, across the board, players were hitting so consistently and stopping blokes on the advantage line. And it was just like it was like a bulldozer. They just kept pushing them back. And then the field position was really hard for Parramatta to get out of their own half. Their kicking game was really short. And of course, Dylan Edwards um, tipped them for the for the the Clive he Churchill. Did had an absolute blinder because he was getting that ball on the front foot. Mate, if that kid doesn't get named in the kangaroo squad, you know, I'll eat my hat. He's got to yeah. go away with him, as a, even as a utility, because every time he plays, he's like, he's like you know, the, the energy bunny. He just gives his, his hundred, you know, every time. So they, they had good players across the board, but I thought Dylan Edwards was a, was a worthy recipient of the Clive Churchill. Oh, man, you, you picked it, Kempe. You definitely picked it last week, and uh, mate, it is phenomenal. Ball in hand. You did right. Look, they've got some competition back there. They've got some competition, but he has to go, mate. He's Clive Churchill winner, and uh, obviously last year was on crutches in the grand final. This year does, does a whole U-turn and gets gets the job done and was very influential in that. Kick out on the, in the middle there and running on those edges, the, he's going to be a big miss. He is going to be a big loss for them. Look, you look at Cleary, every time he goes to the line, or every time Luwa goes to the line, that kick out's running that great line, and then they just seem to find time. They always go out the back or they hit the front ball. He just draws in so many defenders. He's going to be a huge loss. Who, who do you think could be, you could see filling that void there, Kippy? Well, he's he's such a big man. Um, look, I, they've got they've got big men. You know, that's what they call them, the mountain men down there at the Blue Mountains, Penrith. Um it's not that. It's that he can play footy. You know, like he's a he's a giant of a man with a with with skills of a five eight. You know, picked the ball up off the ground. He's just about scored a try last night. Got it knocked out by um, Wagga Blake just in the last inch of the um, the put down. And 
just every time he runs to the line, you've just got to stop. As a defender, you can't do anything. If you move off him, he goes through the line or he, pu- or he pushes you know, defenders around and, and they have so much fun. That's why Brian Tor scores so many tries. That's why Luai looks so good because he's got a beast of a defender and attacker on, on the on the inside of him. Um, but yeah, uh, where, the, where he comes from, mate, well, they won, won every other grade in the competition, so there's, there's got to be, you think, one coming through in those four co- yeah. four teams below them. Um, but that was, you know, the grand final, even though that was happening last night, for me, is he that, you know, what you said this morning, like, our mate Ryan Fox, mate, winning the golf yeah. is another thing yeah. that happened overnight, you know. And four was four shots behind last round gets up, wins it by a shot. That must be that must be you know geez, proud Fano time for his dad, you know. And um, it's, it's, and of course for Ryan was always on a heater this year, wasn't he? Yeah, he's been flying, but he had a little bit of an injury scare. Um, was having a barbecue at home, something freakish, you know. He did a little turn and had to pull out of his latest event. Actually missed the President's Cup. Ryan Fox, he had a bit of a chip on his shoulder. And uh, obviously winning his second DP Tour event. Yes, there's a message come through. We had that news. Great news overnight. Foxy winning by one shot. $1.46 million coming to Foxy's back pocket after a big old win. Um, But, mate, awesome to see Foxy. He's he's 46th in the world. And no doubt uh, the rankings will be coming down even more. And obviously when you win, Kempe, you get some... You get some invites to some pretty special events. So no doubt the invites to some big majors and some big events going forward will be on the cards for Foxy. But, mate, he is absolutely flying at the moment. He is on, he's got so much confidence. you got to think, last week you spoke to Daniel Hillier, young golfer, trying to crack into the DP World Tour. Now you got Ryan Fox, a Kiwi golfer. you got Lydia Ko, she's in contention in her latest event as well. Hey, New Zealand golf is in a very, very good for hold at the moment. And uh, it's it's great to see. And hopefully we can get some reaction throughout the day on Foxy's win. Uh, we obviously got the news when we woke up. So uh, we're trying to scramble and see if we can get someone on to, to have a chat about that. But um, throughout the day, I'm sure the rest of the shows will be reacting to it. Because Foxy, he is just flying at the moment. I mean, he's got to win a major, Kimpy. He has to. He's given, he's given himself chances. Plenty of times, but mate, he has to go forward and win a major. He'll be our next major winner, I feel. Yeah, well, mate, you, can, you know, even when you're going around playing in all those tournaments and being so close to get his his uh, his win and you know decent amount of uh, pocket money too on the back of it, would give him all you know heaps of confidence going into any type of golf tournament. So I watched a little bit of Lydia Ko yesterday. Mate, her putting was really good. Her short game was really good, so um, best of luck for her. She's, I think, she's playing her final round this morning, isn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's playing her final round this morning for sure. We'll keep you up to date with Lydia Co. Big show, anyway. We're going to be talking Blackferns World Cup, Kempe. One week out, they are taking on the Wallaroos on Saturday, October eighth at Eden Park. They've sold thirty thousand tickets, thirty thousand wow. tickets. So let's. Get around our woman. Let's get around our black ferns and support them as they go forward. And they are taking on some, well, France and England are the genuine favourites coming over, coming down under. But our black ferns and what they've been doing as of late, Wayne Smith inspiring them. I don't know if you've seen on the weekend, they went to Eden Park and uh, got to meet 660 and hanging out with them. They've had Dan Carter in there. So, look, 
They've had all the resources, all the tools to inspire and get the job done. They're showcasing wee bits over the last couple. We can't take much out of the J- Japan game because that was a pretty one-sided affair. But, mate, I am really excited and I can't wait to um, see them and what they're able to do over the weekend. Double eight, double three. Keep the messages coming through on the Temper Bedpost text machine or even better, 0800 Mark's come through. Morena T. Bloody bad plenty. Yes, bloody bad plenty, Marky. Kempi, I heard Mudbrick on Waiheke Island does good food. No, 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 no. Calm down, Marky. Yeah, they're not bad. How do you, how do you, know, how do you know Kempi won? Yeah, jeez. How, how do you know Kempi won, eh? Hey? He might have been talking to the kitchen, mate. Joe might have <laughs> Joe might have spilt it already on Twitter or something. Yeah. Calm down, <laughs> calm down, Mark. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91.